So you wanna keep asking that so that until you get to what we would call the aspirational identity or the transformation, like you said, and that is ultimately what you're selling is how do you get from where you are to where you wanna go and the details in between. Eh. What's up, babe? Welcome to Boldly Courageous, a podcast created for you, the ambitious woman who is ready to take action and step fully into the life you've always dreamed of. I'm your host, Melissa Martin, and each week I will be your virtual wingwoman as you gain the tools and confidence to face your fears head on. The time is now, and this is your permission slip to live your boldly courageous life. Are you ready, babe? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Boldly Courageous Podcast. And my guest today is Lisa Humes, and she is a copywriting ninja. Like seriously, her zone of genius is being able to take your message and translate it in a way that your ideal customer, your dream client can really receive it. Now, even if you don't have a business, let's just say you're in network marketing or you just want the content that you're sharing on social media to be even more impactful, then you're gonna wanna dial into this conversation because we go deep on all things copywriting and content. And really important is first, understanding the difference between what is content and what is copywriting and how to use both. I honestly didn't know there was a difference. So I learned that today and, Lisa talks all about how doing hard things in life prepare you for business. And there is a super messy process to actually writing sales copy. We talk about how important it is to translate your message in a way that other people can hear it. Communication is literally at the foundation of everything. And if the way that you're delivering a message can't be received by the other person, then it's going to be really challenging for you to sell your products, sign clients, and actually see traction on your social media. So Lisa talks all about how to speak someone else's language, and she provides a step-by-step process to writing sales copy if you have a website and a three-part process to write content and copy on social media. So I know you guys are going to love this episode. It's chock full of so much good information. And here's a little bit more about my guest, Lisa. Lisa is a freelance copywriter and story brand guide who has built a six figure online copywriting business over the past two years. Last year, she shifted her business and scaled by bringing on a team of other copywriters to help more businesses and personal brands simplify their message and launch their mission. She also has a passion for helping freelancers stop hustling and start building thriving full-time businesses. As a mom of three kids, Lisa knows how to navigate mommy guilt, actually be productive working from home, and she coaches other freelancers through the Copywriting Coach with online courses, coaching, and free webinars. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. Grab a notebook and pen. You're going to want to save this one and listen to it a few times. Let's dive into my conversation with Lisa. Lisa, I'm so pumped for this conversation um, because you are like a, a copywriting wordsmith genius and you like you make it so simple with something that is really, really challenging. And I know for me personally, like writing copy feels so hard. And I know a lot of my listeners feel the same way. When copy is really like 
social media captions. Like, what do I say? And you are like the copy guru. So I'm so excited and grateful for, for you being here. Thank you so much. Melissa, I am excited for this too, because uh, it's a conversation that everybody should be having either with their coach or in their groups or with themselves. And I think that people spend so much time on their logos and their pictures and their colors and their branding. And then they're like, oh, and I'll write my own copy. And awesome. And at some point in your business, you have to write your own copy. And that's fine. I'm not here to say you always need to get a copywriter. However, copy should not be the last thing on your list. Oh, now I'm going to add words to this. I'm telling you, it's not the, the place to start. You want to be really clear about your message first and then let the rest of the, you know, what it looks like really support your message. Mm, I couldn't agree with that more. I know for me personally, like I don't, I don't even have a website right now. Uh, I'm working on it. Right. But so much of entrepreneurship, I think people have it backwards, right? They think that I have to have the logo. I have to have the website. I have to have all that stuff done first. But really what you need is a message and a story and like to stand for something, right? And for people to know you. So I love, I love that you shared that. So I got to know, what is yeah. one boldly courageous thing that you have done recently? I uh, signed up for um, a trip to Utah to go not just hiking, but backpacking. And it's scaring the crap out of me, to be honest. And I signed up because I was like, I always say yes and then figure it out. And then as I'm figuring it out, it is um, exciting and scaring me at the same time. And I believe that you, when you live on the edge of happy scared is when you feel the most alive, mm. when the blood is pumping, when your heart is racing, that's how you know you're alive because you could die, right? Like when you can push yourself to, that's how you know like, oh, I'm really still alive here. And so um, to me, it's courageous because my, my mind is suddenly, no, that's, you've never done that. That's not possible, but um, we're still moving forward with it. And so I'm, I'm training and practicing. And so, yeah, I would say that is right now I'm in the midst of stepping into that. Oh, I freaking love this. That is not at all what I thought you were going to say. So I love it even more. Right. And um, I can imagine the thought process that comes up, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And in, in theory, it sounds really awesome, right? It's a cool idea. But then when you actually like commit, like you book the flight or you like book the whatever it is that you have to book and you buy the equipment, then you're like, oh, I'm really doing this. Like I'm really doing this. And then all of the, well, how, like, well, how, like, how am I going to do this? Well, all the logistics, right? Like I'm sure so many things come forward and it must be an interesting observation of where the mind goes. Cause this is a perfect parallel for business, right? Perfect. I'd love to. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and, um, here's a couple different things. One is you can prepare yourself for hard things in business by doing hard things in physical world, right? I know you work out, I work out, I do CrossFit, I push my body and I started running this year just to work on my willpower and my mindset. Literally, I have no interest in being a runner, but I can do hard things over here physically means I'm capable of doing them in my business. So that is the first thing, right? The second I have found is that I have really committed to letting the universe bring me the things I need at the time I need it, even though I don't know that I need it. And so this concept of saying yes and figuring it out, if, Melissa, I had read the paperwork there is no, and, and, and counted up how much it was going to cost, the boots alone, 
No, hell no, 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 no. We could go on a fabulous vacation to Cabo probably versus trekking out in the hot desert at 103 degree weather. But I said yes, and now I'm figuring it out. I think business owners go, well, let me figure it out first, and then I'll decide if I should do it. And I'm telling you, the answer will be no every time. Every time. It should be no, because you, sh you shouldn't know all the answers. Oh, my gosh. I Yes to all of this. And I think where a lot of business owners get stuck is they say yes, and then they sit in resistance to the how, oh. right? Yeah. I know for me, like... I said yes to doing a podcast in August of 2018. Like I bought all the equipment. I didn't record or even open the box until like November, 2019, right? Cause I said yes to the thing. And then it was like, oh, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. And uh, what do I call, like all the, all the stuff, right? Yes. And if you don't have a community surrounding you or you don't have a deadline or, you yes. know, you can just kind of be like, oh, that thing that I Or a plan, right? The, the, you've got one thing that you have to do next. That's one of the things I was like, okay, don't read. I didn't even read all of it. I was like, well, I need boots and now I need this. And now we're getting into hydration tablets and like, how do you pee out in the desert? Like now we're getting into the specific, it's three weeks away or two weeks away. So like it's, it's now becoming real, but I'm okay. Like, because every one step becomes a little success. You're like, okay, I did that one. I didn't die. I did that one. Literally on Saturday, here's a great, another segue. On Saturday, when it was 102 here in LA, we rugged up with the wool socks, the boots, the backpack, the hat, and we waited till three o'clock and did a five mile hike just to scare the crap out of me. And, but now I'm like, I could do that. I didn't die. I can do hard things. So now that little success I get to build on. And I think mm -hmm. that's what people need in their business is early traction of a success and not the logo, not the title, not the URL, not the Facebook group, the actual success that then gives them the right to be able to then add the extra fun stuff in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this ties so perfectly into copywriting because I believe you're like, how, how is that even possible? Um, I really, I love that you shared that because something that I have had a lot more, um, awareness around is confidence, like the roadmap or like the, the different phases of building confidence. And it usually starts with like a crazy idea that you have, you know, mm -hmm. so the crazy idea could be, I'm going to share this super scary, vulnerable thing on social because it's just, I feel like I need to share it. Right. So this is the crazy idea that you have. And then you're like, well, uh, that feels scary. So you sit in resistance around it and you hem and haw and you're like, mm, and then maybe you like write it a few times and you delete it and you write it a few times and then you move into just messy action. You're like, F it. I'm just right. going to do it. Right. And you put it out there. And so that's messy action. Right. And then you gather feedback. You notice like, did people actually engage with it? Mm -hmm. Did they like it? Did they not like it? And then you realize, okay, I didn't die. Right. Yes. <laughs> Some people Always. actually liked it. And you start going, okay, well, how would I take this feedback, knowing what I know now, refine my process, what would I do differently? So you yes. refine the process and then you repeat it. And then you do your, your next post and you go maybe a little bit deeper into the story and you share a little bit more, but you use this word instead of that word, yes. or you notice this, or you shorten it, right? So, so from like what you were saying, right? That first hike where you're like, okay, I actually didn't die, but I noticed that like the seam on my socks with my toenails yes. this length doesn't really work so well. So I got next time yes. I got to do this. And you're like, okay, I actually can do this again, but what would I do differently? And then yes. after you do this time, time and again, you become a master, right? You become a master of your craft. So let's talk about the messy process of copywriting because it's messy. 
it's messy. Super messy. And, and fun. The first time when I get on the first call with clients, it's the first thing I say, I'm like, listen, we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be messy. And sometimes people cry, but that's okay. Right. I give them permission. And it's true because the frustration of how all the things they have inside. And let me first encourage you to not copyright it. The first time it comes out of your mouth, you're not having to pitch it to anybody. You actually just want to get it out. And then when you see it, whether it's in a Google doc or on paper or whatever, you're like, Oh, um, that's the first thing is get it all, all out of your head so that you're not trying to, um, uh, I guess, um, what's the best word? Edit as you go. Don't edit as you go. Like you just put it all out there. Right. And then as you see it, so that's the first thing. The second thing is the biggest mistake I think people make. I love your idea of like, I have something I want to share. What they don't do is put the work in to translate it in a way that people want to hear it. People can be very lazy and selfish by going, oh, I have this thing I want to say. So I'm going to say it from my own voice and my own perspective, because I think everybody's going to get it like I do. Everyone's going to understand it the way I understand it. And I'm all for authenticity. I'm all for like that. That's very, very important. But you're not doing anybody a service if you're only speaking from your own perspective. You need to translate it into the way they would see it or receive it. And that is where copywriting comes into play. I see too many people with their personal brand or whatever they're selling do their open letter to the world on their, on their you know, sales page. And literally, it is like they just typed everything that was in their head. And that, to me, a little bit lazy, a little bit naive, and a little bit selfish. And I say that with kindness because most people don't know. They're like, I don't know any better. You want to copyright it. And that's where the work goes into making sure that it's receivable, that it's done in a way that people can understand quickly. Mm, yes. It's all about like connection, right? The whole point mm -hmm. of writing copy is to connect to someone and show them how you understand where they're at. Like you get them, you can speak their language yes. in a way that they can receive it. Right. And I see this parallel again, like to draw parallels in relationships, right? So where does the breakdown come in most relationships? It's a misunderstanding. It's a miscommunication, right? And so if I don't have the ability to deliver a message to like my fictitious partner that I don't have in my life right now, but whatever, I'm single, right? Yeah. But let's just say yeah. like, if I can't deliver my message to my partner in a way that they can receive it, yep then we're never going to speak the same language and vice versa. If he's delivering a message to me that I'm like, you're a jerk. And he's like, I didn't mean it that way. And I'm like, that's how I received it. Right. So it's the same kind of yes. paradigm, right? Like that you, if you have a hard time communicating in your personal life, it's going to translate into your business and vice versa. If you can nail yes. sales copy in your business, I'm sure you're a great communicator yes. in your personal yes. life. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. So how do we, how do we know how to speak someone else's language? Very good question. Um, the, the very first thing is having self-awareness about what's important to you versus what's important to them. And ego really comes into play here. And when people are just starting, oftentimes they're trying to validate themselves and validate their idea and really kind of make sure that they're okay. Like I'm a coach or I'm a consultant or I'm a this. So what happens is they end up trying to talk about themselves, prove themselves, go into great detail because they are, again, trying to validate it, right? Um, I'll give you an example of, about uh, my, myself as a parallel. Um, when I first started, people were like, so what do you do? I was like, well, 
I'm a brand strategist and then I'm a copywriter and then I do this and I do this and we do that. And like, and I wanted everybody to be like super impressed because I wanted them to be like, Oh, I need what you have. People were like, wow, that's great. That's a lot. That's more than I need. I'm looking for somebody to put words on my website. I was like, I just told you I did that. And they're like, no, no, no. I just need words on my website. And I was like, but I do so much more. I, you know, and so man, my first year when I let the ego go and I sold them what they wanted and then deliver what they needed. Wow. And I, when I say let my ego go, it's so funny because they're like, oh, can you bubble? I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And they're like, oh, awesome. Great. And inside I'm screaming, but I do so much. (laughs) And I was like, let it go, Lise. They can only make one decision at a time. And the only thing they want to make a decision on is the thing that is causing them the most pain right now. So you've got to do it in bite-sized pieces. So I know I just covered like a whole lot there, but being self-aware that you have nothing to prove that you are trying to solve a problem, a very simple, specific problem for somebody first, then you earn the right to come in with all your awesomeness and deliver all the things they need. Okay. Um, but not kind of vomiting everywhere and overwhelming people, even though they think you're amazing, they will walk away because they just don't know what to do with you. Mm. So what I'm hearing, what I'm receiving, right, is that it's actually not about me. It's about them. And when you can make that mindset switch of how can I be in service to them, then it doesn't matter like how great you are, like your accolades and your perfectionism. It's really because it's not about you. Right. And I think even in just in sales in general, this is where people get like really tripped up. I have a lot of network marketers that listen to the podcast and whatnot, and they get so nervous around what they're going to say and how they're going to say it. And once you can like flip the switch and say, well, it's actually not about me. So how can I serve this person? Then it becomes so much easier to speak their language. So, okay. So that, I love that. So that's step one. So, okay. Now that we've kind of moved our ego out of the way Mm -hmm. and we're, we're not making about us, we're making it about them. Then what do we do? The next thing and the mistake I see people making all the time is starting with their solution by coming out of the gates, talking about how they're going to solve your problem, what services they offer. This is what I do for you because we think as just, you know, human nature that people come to our website to learn about us because they want to decide about us. It makes common sense. And every website you look at, you're like, yeah, I see that. Our services, our case study, our testimonials, our work, we do this, we do this, we do this. I think, and this comes from my training as a story brand guide, where the the narrative of a story always opens up with a character or a hero who's who's struggling. They're trying to save the universe, but you know, they lost their mom and dad and they're lost. It always opens with a character that has a problem. And so a mistake people make is starting with their solution instead of developing, connecting. I love what you said, Melissa, about helping them like know that you understand, empathizing, that is the word, is discussing their problem. I honestly believe if you could spend 60 or 70% of your writing really digging into the problem people feel on the external level, meaning here's the surface problem. I need to lose 10 pounds. My clothes don't fit. I have IBS. I have this. These are the things that are on the top. The next level of the problem, you're like, Lisa, how do I spend 60% of my copywriting on problems? The next level is the internal frustration that it causes people to feel 
I'm embarrassed. My, my husband doesn't think I'm attractive anymore. I can't keep up with my kids. I'm, I'm ashamed. That is that's really hard stuff, but that is going to the next level. And then one more level, if you want to get super fancy is the philosophical, which is, it's just not fair. You should not live life like this. You know, it, in your forties, you should be running with your, you know, your kids. Like, um, you want to tap into all of those levels through your writing. And then people are like, Oh my God, who is this person? Where have you been my whole life? You, you understand me because by the time you get to the solution, they literally are like, I don't care. Whatever you've got, I want because you understand me. And I think that's a big mistake people make is by underestimating, poking the pain slightly with their writing. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, it, it doesn't always feel good to highlight the negative mm-hmm. stuff. I'm using negative in air quotes, right? Cause it's like, uh, relatable, but yeah, I think when you can guide someone, one, you're making it about them Two, you're relating to the problem and the pain that the problem causes and like kind of how that's impacting their whole life they feel like you understand them and that you trust them, that they can trust you, right? They feel safe in your energy because they feel understood. And at the end of the day, communication is just about being heard and understood, right? 100%. And imagine then the next step would be if your solution came in and addressed those problems, like your solution is going to look so much better and uh, more valuable because you've just told them what their problem is. And, and here's a little trick. If you want a tip in terms of copywriting, please don't use the words, you probably feel like a failure. Like you don't need to address them directly. You say, many women feel like they fail in their weight loss journey, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm sure you don't, but everybody else does. And what happens is people go, oh, no, 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 me too. Like, So in your copywriting, you're just going to switch it just a little bit slightly. So it's not so aggressive in terms of like, you know, you have a problem when the solution hits the, 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 the scene and you as the guide show up often, if you're a personal brand or you're a consultant coach, you are the solution. So it's your brand and who you are. You're the guide. Um, when you show up, man, you are going to really nail each one of the problems you mentioned with each of the solutions you have. So people can see where they were and then where they get to go to. Um, Mm. And so again, it takes strategy. It's not just say, Hey, look at me, I can help you. You want to have some specifics about how you're able to do that. Mm. I love that. And you, you said something that's really key. We talk about um, matching the problem to the solution, right? People aren't buying the solution they're not even buying the problem. They're buying the transformation that the product offers, right? So how do you get me out of pain into pleasure? And what is that transformation? The transformation is not the meal replacement shake. 100%. The the transformation is the confidence, the, you know, fitting in my skinny jeans, like feeling more connected to my partner, right? If we're talking about health and fitness, the meal replacement shake is just a tool but that's yep. not the real transformation. But so many people focus on the actual product as, as the thing. But in my experience, it's always been like, what is the result of the product? That's what hundred percent. Yeah. People don't want to buy a hammer. They want to buy a hole to put a nail in, to hang their picture on the wall. They want to like, that is what they're looking for at the end of the day. And so one of the, the one of the exercises you can do is uh, a three part, uh, a real three, real simple three part process, which is, 
Um, here's the problem most people are feeling and it uh, most people are facing and it causes them to feel this way. That's the first part. I or we or our product does this specifically to help it so that. And so you want to keep asking yourself so that. So uh, I bought a hammer and a nail so I could make a hole in the wall. Okay, so that. I could hang a picture so that. I could see my grandkids whenever I want. Oh, that's what you really want. So you want to keep asking that so that until you get to what we would call the aspirational identity or the transformation, like you said. And that is ultimately what you're selling is how do you get from where you are to where you want to go? And the details in between, eh, a couple bullet points. This is what we do, right? Um, this is why I'm qualified or my certification. But the end is that they're buying the transformation. You're totally right. Okay. Let's talk about call to action because I know yes. that this is like probably, I don't know if it's the next step, maybe it is, but you, I, I think this is something that's so often like overlooked. And I, I mean, I learned this in my first job out of college, I worked in a sales position. So we learned the sales funnel and all the different questions and the call to action was always the hardest part because it was like, oh, I don't know, it just felt icky, but it, it just, it wasn't icky. It was just um, getting comfortable and building confidence, mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about types of calls. What is a call to action? What's a good one? What's a terrible one? And how important is it in copywriting? Awesome. Absolutely. The call to action is critical. When you are presenting, hey, I see you have a problem and I have a solution. If you hope that they will connect the dots and go, oh, I should call Lisa. She probably could help me. You are missing a huge opportunity. The inertia that you have to move somebody through to get them to actually send an email, pick up the, the phone or send you away. You guys totally underestimate how many hoops people have to go through and how many roadblocks and pieces of uh, points of friction before somebody gets to you. So you want to remove as much friction as possible, connect the dots for them and tell them exactly what to do. Now, the problem I find on these call to action buttons is a couple things. One, there's too many of them and they all have different like little words on them. Like, hey, let's hang out. Hey, let's connect. We should do this. Or, oh, you know, get started. And all through your webpage, you've got like six different calls to action. What that tells a, a, somebody who's on your site, oh, each button does something different. And you're like, no, no, no. You want every button to say the exact same thing. That's the first thing. The second is you want to have several of them throughout your site, always in the upper right-hand corner. That's where people understand that is your cash register. That's your buy now, schedule a call, whatever it might be. And just because you have them scattered, maybe even at the top or near the top of your site, you're planting a seed telling somebody, when you get ready, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to ask you again, right? Um, and so it just lets people know what's coming. The third point is that you want to be super clear on this. The let's connect does not work. Are you a dating site? Like that doesn't make any sense. What, what people want to know is what will happen to me when I click the button. Everybody wants to remove the fear of the unknown. And it says schedule a free discovery call with Lisa. I know that sounds very long and I would never put that full thing, but that is really what you're looking for is somebody to go, Oh, when I click this button, I expect, a calendar to pop up or somewhere where I, like, I know what to expect. If you can do that for your copywriting in many different, like different areas, 
then you are going to have people at least connect or be called to action a little faster. I feel like we live in a world right now where there's so much overwhelm and so much distraction and we're being called in so many different directions that less is more like, just yeah. tell me what to do. <laughs> so when I click the button, I wanted to say like enroll now, like if it's for yeah. a course, like just, I just, so when I click that button, I don't have to think about what is it that I'm clicking? Like I already know, okay, if I click this, it's because I'm going to enroll. So I love that you shared that. So what would be, what would be a way, okay, I want to, I want to like kind of transition because we're talking more traditional, like sales copy on a website, right? And yeah. I would imagine that a lot of this can also relate to how you utilize social media because a lot of our listeners here operate their business strictly through like Facebook or Instagram. Okay. So would you follow the same sort of roadmap to create an Instagram caption or would you yes. maybe do something a little bit different? Yes. So we have been really focusing on that lately, um, not only for a couple of my businesses, but for our clients. And I do believe that the story brand method or the method of including um, a story structure is important. Just going back to the fundamentals, always start with a problem. Your picture should show the transformation. So your image should be something that grabs somebody's eye of a happy, successful, healthy, you know, in love person, if that's what you do. So you want to, your image should reinforce that for you or show the aspirational identity. Then the very first sentence should be a hook as we all know. And if you actually start with a problem that most people are like, Oh my God, I, yes, that's me. Okay. Then that will, you only need one sentence on that. But I would say at least two sentences, like your hook and then your next paragraph would be, man, a lot of people are feeling frustrated, they're struggling with, and then the bullet points would be awesome. Um, and then the second would be, imagine if, what if, you know, the whole like painting the picture, and that's really what copywriting does is it paints a picture. Um, one of the things that we're kind of missing in copywriting that I think is important if you're doing an Instagram caption, first of all, let me back it all the way up. You need to know what your call to action is for that post. Like, what do you want them to do? If it's just brand awareness, that's great. If you want them to follow, if you want, like you need to know that first, right? Always start with the beginning and the end. And then when you're getting to the middle of the, the, um, the post, you're going to have some bullet points that I love how you guys put, you know, we put emojis in there to just draw their attention is like, first, follow me on blah, blah, blah. Second, you know, check this out. Third, enroll here. Like tell them what to do and then give them the link or link in bio to do it. You really want to walk them all the way through what you want. Can I just tell you that people love that? They will then look to you as the guide. They will, they will be able to like take their hands off the wheel and just be like, oh, I'm just going to do what she tells me to do. And that's what people are looking for because they don't have the mindset to go, is this what I want or what I don't want? Again, it's less is more, right? It's like, and there's so much power and consistency and reliability, which creates trust, right? So if you know how to speak my language, number one, I'm going to feel like you understand me. And number two, if you do it consistently yes. and number three, like there's predictability to your tonality, to the languaging that, that you use, the emojis that you use, the call to action that you use, then I feel like I know you. Like I think about some of the brands that I follow on social and I'm like, I, I know, I feel like I know it's kind of creepy. Like mm -hmm. I'll have conversations with my girlfriend. I'll be like, Oh, do you follow this person on social media? She's this, she's this. She's, and I'm like, this sounds kind of stalkerish. It's kind right. of weird, but then I'm like, wow, she's a genius marketer. 
because I know about her. I feel connected. I feel safe. And like, I would buy whatever she sells without even going to a sales page. So I want to talk about that because this, this is something that's come up for me a lot lately, as you know, and I think we talked about this, like I, I don't even have a website. I'm building one right now for a couple of different reasons, but I've been able to build a business on social because I have learned how to write copy that speaks to my ideal client that drives them to a call to action, which is a link in my bio. And then I get them on the phone with me and I take them through this process. Right? So the way I buy now, I buy from a connection that I've experienced on social media or someone that has been introduced to me and I feel into their energy. So I feel like Instagram specifically, cause it's a more visual platform, right? Gives you the opportunity to, I'm using air quotes, read someone's sales page by reading their um, social media content, watching their IGTVs and whatnot. And when I buy things now, I don't even go to a sales page. Mm-hmm. I go right to their, like, how do I work with you? Right. So I would imagine, and maybe we can talk a little bit more about this, that if your strategy is social media, that the copy on your Instagram is probably even more important than the copy that's on your landing page, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and you, you know, leaning into what you've done, I would say that you're definitely more an expert than I am on that. I am an expert on website copy becoming a very fast expert on sales page copy. And there's two big differences between those. And then just fully on social. I personally love to stalk people on their site because I like to see the holistic. I want it in one screen snapshot, one scroll. I want to see all the things. I personally don't have time to go read all (laughs) all the captions on Instagram, but your grid will, will show me a very quick snapshot. And even if it's one of your posts is about the problem, one is about the solution. Here's Mm -hmm. what you need to do. I'd also think that you're going to need to, if you're only using social, put some of those key things in Mm -hmm. um, words on the image, because some people are not even going to click to go Mm -hmm. read the whole thing. Um, People give you pretty much 30 seconds these days to Mm -hmm. go, I like it or I don't like it. What you do want to do is um, be very concrete and not abstract. So whatever images you're putting on, you need to have the image of your aspirational identity. Don't bury it in the post. Don't bury what you want in, in, in the, because they may never get there. I mean, it would be great if everybody opened every caption and read all the way to the bottom, but if we just know it's not true. So you're going to have to hook them. Um, and you may need to hook them many, many times with the same consistent message. I love that you said that before they're like, Oh, that's what she does. You're like, oh my God, how could you have missed that? But we miss it all the time until it's we're ready for it, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we're ready, you have better be ready. Like meaning your posts should then pop up. So sometimes like, well, I've already said that. You need to say it pretty much every week, right? So I'm sure you have the schedule of like what you post. And so people get on a consistent basis. Yeah, it's like why we all know the nationwide commercial because we've heard it 7,000 times. And if you hum the tune, you know it's nationwide, right? This is not a plug. I'm not sponsored. I'm just saying, (laughs) right? And I think that um, a lot of content creators miss the importance of copywriting because they have a belief that copywriting is only for websites. Mm-hmm. right? Or they think it's only for a sales page. And if you don't have a website and you don't have a sales page, why should you hire a copywriter or why mm-hmm. should you even get educated or take courses on how to write good copy? And this is exactly why, because I think there are a lot of consumers like me that don't consume, like don't go to websites. They just look yeah. at, okay, what content do you, like, I've been following you for three months. I love your message. You know, my friend turned me on to you. So there's a warm market referral, right? And they just buy into your message, especially like 
for the network marketers that are here. Like there are a lot of network marketers that I work with that get so overwhelmed with how do I write copy that's going to land with my ideal client? Well, they don't even know who their ideal client is, right? They haven't taken the time to do that, to do the story brand and and all that stuff that you were talking about. So talk a little bit about what story brand is, because you mentioned this a couple of times. And for those that maybe aren't familiar with it, why is this important? Why does it matter? Yeah. Thank you. Um, And in that, I'd love to just share the difference between content writing and copywriting and where they come into play and why both of them are really important. Story brand's a framework based on the old, uh, I mean, very established um, architect uh, architecture of writing. And there's, uh, I think there's like seven different types of writing. And one of them is the hero's journey. You have a character that's struggling, has a problem, is broken and um, has uh, obstacles they're trying to overcome. A guide shows up and says, hey, I have a plan for you. If you do this, this, and this, you can get to where you wanna go and you need to take action if you take this first step. If you think about Luke Skywalker and Yoda or Morpheus and Neo, this is in every single book, novel, story, even some beautiful songs. Um, And you always wanna play the guide. You don't wanna step into the role of the hero. Now, the, um, the, one of the keys that we haven't talked about yet in copywriting is that while you want to talk about the transformation 80% of the time, you want to talk about the failure that could happen if they don't take action, mm-hmm. build a sense of urgency, like, hey, don't live another day like this, or why would you sacrifice your time for this? Or you want to poke it for like 20% of the time. And so in these stories, basically, we get to the climax where the hero is either going to take the red pill or the blue pill, or they're going to do this, and that means success, or they're going to do this, and you're like, you know, and that is what that is what good copywriting does too, is like, hey, yes, you you can see success if you do this, but, um, and that's where your call to action should come right after the don't waste another dollar or don't stay confused any longer or whatever it might be. So that's the the first part of what story brand is about. It is using those seven parts and you can just Google story brand or story. Um, They have a lot of really free tools out there. There's a really great book um, Donald Miller wrote called building a story brand. It's been around for a long time. Um, I highly recommend it. It's just really, here's the cool thing, Melissa. It's not just about writing copy. It's about having sales conversations, sending emails, how you, how you close somebody. If you can always remember to put your customer first, and you second, kind of like the golden rule, you're going to be fine. So that's the first thing about copywriting. The second is the difference between content and copy. Copy is words that sell, words that move. You don't always need strong copywriting, okay? Otherwise, it just feels like it's always like a, like a pitch. Content is where you give details, you give case studies, you go into all the ingredients or why the science behind It's okay because once somebody's hooked, they do want a little bit more information. They want to like lean in and that is trust building. That is brand awareness, copywriting. And so let's say you're writing emails to your, your list. Every, like the first three emails should be content. Hey, let me educate you. Let me build trust. Let me give value, give value, give value. And then your fourth one is Gary V always says, you know, was it jab, 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 hook? The last one is like, hey, if you love this, you need to be in my course, period. Now, register now. Like you just lay it in there. It's not like every email is like, oh, if you're thinking about maybe you should try to like, no, don't be measly every time. Give value and then, so sometimes you need content um, and sometimes you need copy, but I believe you still always need to start with the problem, whether it's content or copy to hook somebody to even get them to read the information. 
Gosh, that is such a good, I love that you like shared the difference between those two. Cause that's, that's blowing my mind. And also it just, it anchors it in so much more when you are creating on social, whether you're creating content, like are you, are you sharing educational content or are you creating sales copy that has a yes. more specific CTA? So I freaking love that. This is why you are such a genius at what you do. So <laughs> For those that are uh, wanting to maybe take this conversation a little bit deeper, they want to connect with you and get more resources so they can create amazing sales pages, they can have amazing social media content. How can they get into your energy and your, mm. and your world a little bit? Love it. This is one of my favorite things of the process of copywriting. I really add value at the front end about helping people get clear removing the noise, clearing out the clutter and getting very specific and narrowing down. I'm very much about narrowing down your niche so that people understand clearly what you do. You don't need to be all things to all people. So one of the free resources I offer is the how to create a really amazing one-liner. Before you roll your eyes, you're like, oh, I've already done that. Try it again. If you, if you cannot roll off your tongue, like, oh, so what do you do? Then you need to still continue to work on your one-liner. And it really forces you to take all the amazingness you are into like one or one and a half sentences. And so I have a worksheet on my website at Simple Story Solutions. I think you'll link it. Mm -hmm. But you can just download it and do it yourself. If you do that, send it to me and I will work on it for you, refine it. I'll add copy to it. I'll like wordsmith it for you. Or I'll be like, this is garbage. Start again. Right? Like I will, I will like tell you as it is because you don't want to waste time with that. The second is if you have done your website and you have put effort and work into it and you want somebody to review it, I am, I'd love to. I will give you a Loom video back with review. I'll tell you like it is. But don't just go, oh, I just send her my website and see what she thinks. No, you go through and look at it based on what we just said and say, Manly, so what I learned, I went and refined it. These are the things. Could you see if I'm missing anything? Mm. Absolutely. All day long, I'll do that. Otherwise, if you send me a really bad website, I'll tear it apart and we'll both be in tears. And I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what I would really love is um, I'm building my own audience. For many years as a copywriter, I had my head down, not really focusing on, on building anything. So I'm, I'm behind on my Instagram. So I would love more people to follow there because I post four or five times a day, mainly educational things. Yeah, we're like overdrive and posting. Um, and so I help you, I give you literally amazing tips. It'll remind you. So I would love more followers on Instagram to pick up what I'm, what I'm talking about. So yeah, those are some great places to get started. I love it. And where can they find you on Instagram? Cause that's where we hang out a lot. Yeah. 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 At Lisa Coombs, C-U-M-E-S, Lisa Coombs. Yeah, Amazing. that's it. At least it pretty easy. Awesome. Well, this has been hugely educational for me. I have pages of notes and <laughs> I'm excited to take some of the stuff and, you know, apply it to my social and my website that I don't have yet, but I will <laughs> soon. And um, guys, if you love this episode, please share it and tag Lisa, tag me, make sure you give her a follow. I mean, honestly, it's the best way that we can support the people that come on the podcast, show them how much we love them and appreciate their talents and gifts because you know, you're giving your time. So thank you, Lisa. I appreciate you so much. And last question, and you can go as long as you want on this. What are you celebrating right now? Great question. Um, I just got off a call with a financial advisor and I am celebrating the fact that when I told my story from less than three years ago at the end of my kitchen table as a single mom with three kids, like with no job, 
I hustled and built something. And when I was like, literally just saying, oh, I did this and this and this, it's like his jaw dropped. He said, you did that? I was like, I did that. And we last night, just last night, crossed our highest revenue um, month ever and in a pandemic. And I was like, dang, girl, if I'm not careful, I don't stop to celebrate. I'm like, okay, what's next? And so, you know, last night I was like, take a moment, acknowledge where you're at, be like, holy crap, keep going. But so I'm celebrating now. I know it's a financial win, but man, it just is a is proof that what we're doing is helping so many people. And guys, I just want to encourage you the economy is booming and business is booming and nothing has dried up. There is abundance for everybody when your message is clear and you know where to find people and how they can find you. So I hope that's an encouragement. Mm, Celebrate those wins, girl. I love it. And that's boldly courageous action right there is like your back was up against the wall. You were at a rock bottom moment and you turned, you became the hero your own story, right? Yeah. And now you get to inspire others to do the same. So I love that. Congratulations and definitely, definitely celebrate it. Mm, I loved this. Thank you so much for just sharing your gifts. This was hugely, hugely helpful. And How I know a fun. lot of people are going to get so much value out of it. You're yes. the best, Lisa. Thanks, All right, guys. It's been awesome. All right, guys, make sure you share this episode and until the next one, live your boldly courageous life. Bye guys. Thank you so much for living your boldly courageous life with me today. I am beyond grateful for you and this amazing community we are building together. It is truly my mission to get this message out into the world and empower others to fully step into the life they've always dreamed of. I would be incredibly grateful if you would join me in this mission by sharing this episode with your friends and heading over to iTunes and leaving me a five-star review. And until the next episode, remember to live your boldly courageous life.